everybody, and welcome to a conclusive wild ride with Steve-O. That's how science works. You got a hypothesis, you end up with a conclusion. And boy, do we have a bunch of those. I'm telling you, this man, Neil deGrasse Tyson, sat us down and schooled us. Frankly, he made fun of us, too, and it was hilarious. We loved every minute of it. And I got a little dose of my own medicine. This one is wild indeed. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil deGrasse Tyson. There it is. Was supposed to be applause or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to announce it that way, at least put in an applause track or something. Um, the we, people we, are applauding at home. Oh, at home. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey. We, uh, we just always do that. You know, I, I start to wonder too if um, if it's politically incorrect yes. to begin. Yes. If by you have saying, to ask, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> just. If your intuition leaves you wondering if it is politically incorrect, it is. The answer is yes. Okay, uh, but go on. Uh, if it's uh, if it's wrong to say ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't say that anymore. For example, in my public talks. Wow. But when they introduce me, I say just say. Humanoids. Yeah. <laughs> because why specify gender at all? You just all humans who are out there. So say. Uh, Ooh, yeah. So okay. when I'm introduced, they have explicit instructions to say. Instead of ladies and gentlemen, which has a ring to it, right? Yeah. A historical mm-hmm. sort of legacy feel to it. It's just, please welcome to the stage Neil deGrasse Tyson. And anyone who hears that is going to be human and react. And so why specify? I like that, man. I think that I'm done saying ladies and gentlemen. You want to give this one another shot? No, I think that was fantastic. <laughs> you just retired, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? People of the universe. Thank you. Citizens of Earth. <laughs> all, right, all right. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to come up with it. But thank you for being here. It's a great honor. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, I mean, oh, by the my... way, just a thing about being specific. I remember as a kid looking at uh, a, a bottle of Worcestershire sauce, right? And... It was, it's an odd sauce. Right? It's not ketchup. It's not mustard. What do you do with it? I was a kid. And I read what you do with it. And it says, it's good on fish, chops, steaks, soups. I think, well, that's everything I'd be eating. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so why are they listing everything I might be eating? Because you're having something for dinner, and you're going to see that in the list, and you're going to say, oh, this is just for me. So then they're really talking to your needs in that right. moment. They can't just say put it on everything because then that's not specific enough. So that's, I was learning how advertising tries to affect you. And a general statement that could be just as true is not as potent. Mm. You need to be broadly specific. <laughs> so if you say ladies and gentlemen and someone is neither, you're not speaking to them. Right. But really you want to speak to them. So proceed. Right. Now, does, do you have to reverse engineer that philosophy to write people's horoscopes? Well, people who write horoscopes, you know, it's a big business. I'm still uh, amazed that that's <laughs> going on. Mm-hmm. Right, there are no alchemists running around. You know, you know alchemy predated chemistry, uh-huh. and astrology predated modern astronomy and astrophysics. So you would think they would just dissolve away. But astrology is still with this, and last I checked, there aren't, there's not much alchemy going on out there. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, a lot of people are stubborn, you know, not just all Tauruses. <laughs> <laughs> Great comment there. Uh, possibly. I mean, if you think the universe cares about you enough to shape your, your personality, uh, I don't know what else to tell you. Because have you seen a picture of how small Earth and the solar system is in the galaxy? To then proceed 
to declare that something about this universe cares about you and your birthday. This is ego wow. gone amok. Just think about that. I, I How would, big an ego must you have yeah. to say Mars is in the sky and isn't, and I was born when that happened, so it is talking to me. That's that's ego for you. I look at it a different way to to say that I'm actually more special than to be lumped in with every asshole who happens to share my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just like if, if somebody says, "Dude, we have the same birthday," it's like, okay, that is where our similarities end because, yeah. like, I like you know, I'm, I'm a rather particular about a lot of things. <laughs> that's funny. What's the like? Is there any? thing at the at the heart of astrology that does make sense right is it like based on gravity people always say like well the moon affects the tides why wouldn't it affect your mood like is where mars is or where jupiter is it's 100 affecting the bullshit. tides but is there any is it is at the heart of it, is there anything yeah. where it actually i mean there's cut to something the chase. sensible are we fucked when mercury is in retrograde <laughs> uh, so here's the thing <laughs> let, let me give an exposition on mercury in retrograde just for a moment mm -hmm. just take a moment okay um uh, if you believe you're in the center of the universe and you watch Mercury move against the background stars and then slow down, stop, and then start moving in the opposite direction, you're going to come up with a word for that because that's weird behavior. You're in the center and somehow it is not continuing its path around you. So you come up with the word retrograde. It's a word to describe what you see. Now, uh, once we learn we are not in the center of the universe, the sun is in the center of the solar system, not we, and we orbit the sun, then this movement of Mercury becomes very obvious to understand. It's closer to the sun than us. It moves faster around the sun than we do. So sometimes you'll see it passing left to right as it comes in front of the sun, and then from right to left as it goes to the other side. When you're at, if you're at a NASCAR race, and the car goes by you right in front of you, when it's going the other direction on the other side of the track, you're not saying, the cars just went into retrograde. <laughs> no, you're saying it's, it's in one direction around the track. You're not thinking to yourself the car is moving backwards. <laughs> because it's not, it's always going forwards. That's how big the ego must be for you to think, that the movement of other objects in the universe is backwards. That's that's ego run amok. Um, I think what you oh, no, get... And you asked about uh, grab. So the moon, <laughs> uh, so the tides rise and fall, yeah. this sort of thing. Right, right. Um, so the strength of the tides, this is a weird thing, and you're gonna wonder what the hell, who did you invite into this interview? Well, we invited you, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to hear it. Uh, so the moon, the strength of the tides that the moon creates on Earth is basically the same no matter the time of day or day of month, okay? Um, what happens is the sun also creates tides. If the sun's tides add directly to the moon's tides, you get higher high tides. Okay. And when it's like at right angles to it, it tamps down the moon's high tides, and you get what they call neap tides, okay? Because the tides are getting pulled sort of in both directions. In both, in, exactly, exactly. So, my point is, when you say, oh, the full moon made extra high tides, 
No. It's because when you have a full moon, the sun's tides add directly to it. Mm. So when you say the moon full no, the, the gravity from the moon is the same on you every day of the month. Every day of the month. Doesn't matter what phase it is at all. And so it's all about the sun, but nobody talks about it that way. Right. Because they want the moon to be the thing that's doing the thing, but it's not. <laughs> look, look, then why? It's would... a subtle but a very important point. But okay, so why when you go to like uh, any of these beaches around here, uh -huh. uh, high tide, low tide, it's six foot, you know, minus. Uh, yeah, plus, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But then when you go to like the Philippines yeah. or like an island, you have boats that are just on dry land because it's so tidal of a place. Oh yeah, it depends on the slope of the shoreline oh. going from the ocean to. So you go to the Bay of Fundy. Yeah. It, which has the ferocious tides, all right? So what ha there's, a, there's a bay that channels water inland, and as the tide rises, if the tide rises a foot, but one foot higher than where you are is a half a mile up the bay, mm -hmm. then that water is going to be racing oh, up the bay. That makes sense. To reach that extra foot. So there are places on Earth where <laughs> the tides just look completely ferocious. And so, so yeah, and, and the Bay of Fundy, oh, there's another thing, this tides, you didn't ask this, but I'll tell you since we're there, the Bay of, Bay of Fundy and other places where the tides are ferocious against the shores, um, it's actually slowing down the rotation of the earth. We've had 23, 24 leap seconds added just because of this phenomenon since the early 1970s. Why, because the water's so heavy? The water's sloshing, so the earth is turning again. Oh, I, I, I should have made this clear. If you're sitting on the beach and you saw the tide is coming in and out, that's not what it's doing. That's what it looks like to you because you have a earth human ego. <laughs> because everything is about you, yeah. okay? What's actually happening is the tidal bulge of the ocean is there fixed in space with respect to the moon. Okay, it's just there and earth is spinning inside of that tidal bulge So what's happening is you are turning into the high tide and coming out of the high tide <laughs> it, The tide is not coming towards you or back away from you, but it's described that way because that's what it looks like <laughs> Because we still we still retain some pre Copernican vocabulary we don't say, uh, at what time does Earth rotate such that the sun appears over our horizon? We say, what time does the sun rise? Okay. That's an Earth-centric word. We're not giving up on it because it's too, too easy to mm -hmm. use and we all understand. But and, and what was Copernicus uh, famous for? He put Earth back in the center of the known universe. Yeah. And, with, and so Earth then became a planet after that. Okay. Whereas before then... Again, this is kind of inside baseball here. You, I don't know if you wanted to go. So before <laughs> Copernicus, there were seven planets. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, the sun, and the moon. Oh, and you're not counting Pluto. We're getting out of this world, people, which makes it so fitting that this episode is brought to you by Miracle Made Sheets, which uses NASA technology to make sure that 99% of bacteria cannot live on the sheets and they're totally temperature cooled. I'll tell you, right here in my edit bay, I've got the pullout sofa and my guests are raving about the sheets. They they won't leave. I'm like, get out of here. Come on, we got to work. But everybody loves Miracle Made Sheets, and so do I. And if you want to get Miracle Made Sheets plus 
a free three towel set and more than 40% off, then it's time to go to trymiracle.com slash Stevo and use the promo code Stevo. You got to see what I'm talking about. These are the most comfortable, cooling, and bacteria-free sheets in the world. It's trymiracle.com slash Stevo. Now let's get back to it. This is way before Pluto got <laughs> discovered and, okay. undisco- and, un- and demoted, right? Okay. So a planet, planetes in the Greek means wanderer. So there were seven objects visible to the unaided eye, pre-telescope, that moved against the background stars. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, the sun, and the moon. Our seven days of the week owe their names to those objects. Wow. Guess what Sunday is named after? Wow. Uh, Pluto. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what Saturday is named after? Okay. Saturn. Okay. Now, now these are. So, what's Tuesday? uh, So, Tuesday is. Um, well, so what is, do you know what it is in Spanish or in a Romance language? Uh, Mars, uh, Miracles. Martes. Martes. Martes, so it's named after Mars. And, ah. and Tews, Mars is the god of war, and Tews in Norse legend is their god of war. So it still corresponds mm. even though we're hybridized from just ordinary Roman names to Latin American, uh, I mean, so Roman names and Norse names. So uh, Thursday, is Thor's day, okay? <laughs> and he wields the lightning bolt. Well, who wields the lightning bolt in Roman legends? Zeus. Zeus. No. Zeus is Greek, yes. And his car. He's, he, <laughs> That's all I got. No, you got to be good. No, you, no, no. You get half credit. Um, Zeus wields lightning bolt in the Greek legends. The corresponding god to him later in Roman is Jupiter. Jupiter. And what is Thursday? In Romance languages, Jueves. Jueves. With so a that's J. Ju- that's Jupiter. Wow! With a J. wow. So, Paul's winning all the awards. Yes, he is. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, so this, these seven planets are deep in our culture. When Copernicus says Earth goes around the sun, the moment he did that, we became a planet, and the moon was no longer a planet because it just orbits us. Okay. And so the planet count went from seven down to six because we gained Earth and lost the moon. No, we. Yeah. Did I say that right? Gained we, Earth, lost the moon. Well, then it would stay the same. And then we lose the sun. Ah. So, that, so it was down to six. Yeah. Right. Okay. And th- then we discovered other planets with telescopes. Pluto came in, had a 60 year tour of duty. Then we kicked it out. You kicked it out. I was an accessory to the... Don't no, don't even. Accessory to the murder no, of Pluto. I, okay, I didn't... I definitely drove the getaway car, but I didn't... That's, that's all you're going to tell me here. Um, okay, I, uh, speaking of ancient beliefs, uh-huh. I, I want many... And many, ask yourself, what beliefs do we have today, which in 200 years will be viewed as ancient? But go on. Okay. Stay that, humble that, that, about a, this. That's exactly where I'm headed to. Yeah, go. Okay, um... I was once many, many years ago smoking a bunch of marijuana, and I had this deep thought. But does marijuana come in bunches? Is that is that the proper term? <laughs> yeah. It's not a herd of marijuana? A flock of marijuana? What is the yeah. term for uh, okay. bunches? I mean, okay, you're right. It was a gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I had this thought, man, that... But uh, while you were smoking marijuana? Yeah, yeah just in, the, in this in this, sort in this of state sitting, of mind. In this state of mind. And I thought... Uh, wow, you know, people 
um, used to genuinely be afraid of, of riding their sailboats. When they first invented sailboats, they were scared to ride them too far for fear that they might fall off the end of the world because the belief was that the world was flat. Then, no, no, you can have an infinite flat Earth. So it's not only that it was flat, but it had an edge. Okay, okay there it was a flat go. disc, a circular disc. Okay, right. there you go. So but you look flat- at old maps in the Vatican, pre-Columbus, so pre-Columbian maps, there they are with Jerusalem in the center, because we put ourselves in the center sure. at all times. There's Jerusalem, the Holy Land in the center, and it goes out to the edge, and there's water around the edge, and there are demons, at, you know, there be demons or, mm. or, 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 uh, or monsters at the edge. And so it's a scary edge there. Yeah, there yeah. it was. Okay, so then we, we um, developed enough uh, understanding to... Uh, come to the belief that the world is round and as such you cannot fall off the end yeah of the I wouldn't earth. call I would call the flat earth a belief and the round earth a fact can we use proper terms okay, here please okay okay all right so okay. it's learned. not that we believe <laughs> earth is a sphere okay so we believe you will be healed I, if you believe. Okay, when you have evidence, you, don't, I, you no longer need to invoke the word believe. Okay, we okay. learned that the, that the world is round and as such you cannot fall off the end of it. I then thought, man, when are we going to discover the fact that you also cannot fall off of the end of time? Time is round, dude. <laughs> That's what you said. Okay, yeah. that would be a belief. <laughs> yeah. It would be kind of cool if uh, time looped back. That would surely be the case if the expanding universe one day slowed down, reversed, collapsed, and then started in another Big Bang. Right, okay. Then the edge of time is there an edge of time? Well, there's the beginning of time and the end of time showing up in the same spot. So, so that would be kind of deep. So smoke a few more joints and <laughs> pick, pick up I, the thought. Can you imagine yeah. if he was like, I've never thought about that before, <laughs> and you were onto something and you won the Nobel Peace Prize or something? <laughs> right, I mean, just the idea that time um, has a beginning and an end, that it's linear, I think... Well, it's, it, not, it's not linear because we know time could be different for different people depending right. on how fast you move and where you are in the universe. We've known that from Einstein's relativity. Well, but Just like you, relativity. Right. So I guess it's linear for you, but compare all different time frames. Like if you're accelerating, time moves very differently for you. Well, can you can you explain how, what, uh, how they measure time? It's an atom that blinks a billion times in a certain amount of time and that equals a second. Oh, is yeah. that right? Okay, okay, we can go there. You ready? Yeah. Okay, time, the the length of a second, up until the fifties or sixties, I think it was ni- early nineteen sixties, was defined by a specific fraction of the duration of the year nineteen hundred for for laboratory purposes, and okay. Well, that's that the year divides up into days and then there's hours and minutes and seconds and the rotating earth is at the base of that is is is, is one of the is 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 a, is a key part of this measurement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they said, well, well let me ask you. If earth in a 24-hour day is your measure, then how do you measure whether earth's rotation changes? The, the sun. 
You can't. Oh. <laughs> if, no, if your measure of time is based on the rotation of the Earth and the time it takes Earth to go around the sun, if those things change, you will never know that because that is your that is your yardstick. Yeah. If your yardstick is changing, you will only know that if you have another yardstick to compare it to. Okay. So, okay. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, hang okay. on. So we offloaded the measurement of the duration of a second to atomic vibrations, the CCM atom. You might have heard CCM mm -hmm. uh, 137, I think. It so there's a transition, what we call an electronic transition in the CCM atom that gives off, that, that where you can measure the vibrations of that in the laboratory. And the duration of a second was defined and it has been defined that way for the past 60 years. When we did that, when we did that, we said, hey, Earth is slowing down. We could, for the first time, we could just measure that. Earth is slowing down. The rotation is slowing The down. rotation of the Earth is slowing down. Back to the Bay of Fundy and the tides. Oh, not only that, earthquakes can change the rotation rate of the Earth and melting glaciers because it changes where the mass is yeah. on the Earth. It's no different from a skater who's spinning and then they bring in their arms and they spin faster. Yeah. Do they have retro rockets or something? To, no. They change where their mass was in their rotating body, and it affected the rate at which they rotated. If you have earthquakes, they can shift plates, continental plates, to different parts of where Earth is, affecting our rotation. By, by a very tiny amount, of course. Migrating animals from north to south, south, path, and north, also affect. But the biggest effect is the tidal sloshing on our shores. So only then could we measure, yeah. And we put in 23, 24 leap seconds since then. If, so all of that, you, you, you started this yeah. by asking me about the length of a second. Yes, it is a vibration of an atom. Yes, to um, this day. If the, so as polar ice caps melt and there's more water, we're gonna slow down even more. Yes, right? only because, only because the water that's in the poles, as that melts, it goes back into the ocean yeah. The ocean levels rise, that's one factor, yeah. but it goes into the ocean and that water can move now to the equator. So right. that's mass going away from the rotation axis. So if you ever see skaters, they bring in their arms, they spin faster, and then the routine <laughs> ends. Well, how do they stop spinning? You don't know this, but they return their arms to an outer, outer position. This slows down their rotation. It looks like they're just posing for the photo, but if they didn't do that, they would keep spinning. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, will the Earth ever stop spinning then? It's a great question. And if the Earth stops spinning, where's it gonna land? Sadly, that's just not something you can bet on at this time. But UFC 294 sure is. And UFC's official partner, DraftKings Sportsbook, has the offer of the century for you guys. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code Stevo, a mere bet of $5 gets you instantly $200 in bonus bets. I mean, you're winning big out of the gate, and that's why we love it. If you're going to bet on the UFC anyway, I mean, if that's your thing, then you're out of your mind if you don't download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code Stevo to get $200 in bonus bets for just putting down five bucks. And dude, this card's gonna be insane. It was supposed to be 
like the main event and the co-main event were different. They lost fighters to injuries and the replacements make the fights way better. Oh man, I can't wait. Neither can you. Download DraftKings Sportsbook and use the promo code Stevo. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Now, let's get back to it. No, so these forces acting on the Earth? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 7 to 10 billion years, it's slow. So the sun is long dead by now, okay? okay. So this is, a, this is just a, sure. just a, 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 a theoretical exercise. Yeah. So, um, so this, the moon is slowing down Earth, and it will do so until we only show one face of Earth to the moon. Right. We did that to the moon. We slow down the moon's rotation, so it only shows one face to us. That's why there's a near side of the moon and a far side of the moon. There's not a dark side, by the way. All sides get sunlight. <laughs> like a month is a day on the moon. All sides get sun. So we never see it. Yeah, it's just away from you, so people must be dark. Just because you don't see it, you think there's no, like the, right. the, the sun don't shine there? No. Okay, again, that's our ego. Just check your ego at the door before you contemplate the cosmos. Okay. okay, and that's why the aliens have a base on the dark side of the moon. Yes, exactly. you know the far side of the moon. Yeah, yeah. So the we can't see them, um, except we have orbiting craft around the moon. So we we, we got that. All okay. right, if they're hiding it. But wait, so so by the way, does he always have this face? <laughs> he's like, like a on his face. Yeah, he's, he's a listening face. In yeah. awe. Blowing his mind like a right whole, now. There's a glow. There's an astonishment. Yeah. It's like glow. the first time I, he just got laid. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fascinated. I'm oh, definitely okay. Wait, wait. So 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 we got we got a lot of. Astrophysics in the last ten minutes I going love there. It. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so while you were getting high, let <laughs> me just say that the brain barely works as it is. Barely. We know this from psychology experiments. You know, two people witness some astonishing thing in front of them. They have to write down what they saw, and the the accounts don't agree. Which is why, if you witness to a crime, and crime is not an everyday thing, you don't your your brain can't know even know how to process it. You're saying we only use like seven percent of our brain. No, no, that's a that's never been a true fact. Oh, okay. Six. No, that's a, that's a a falsely interpreted understanding of someone's comment who studied the brain like a hundred years ago. Huh. I forgot who it was, but it was it, it might even be apocryphal. But the the statement was. The brain is so complex, we only know what 7% of it is used for. Mm -hmm. That became, you only use 7% of your brain. And okay. because that's a teacher's mantra for underperforming students to try to <laughs> recover brain power, that's not gonna ever go away. It's too useful in the ed in educational circles. Have we made any... Uh... Oh, I didn't finish. So okay. your brain barely works. You, you've seen... Um, these books of uh, what do you call it with the um, Rorschach? No, 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 keep going. One 3D. more. No, one more. One more. Um, um, optical, optical illusions. Optical illusions. We, no one doesn't love an optical illusion book. We love them. But wait a minute. These are simple line drawings. Simple. Is one line longer than the other? I can't tell. Is it in the page? Out of the page? Oh my gosh! 
the simplest illustrations can completely stump your per perceptions, okay? That's a fully functioning working brain, all right? So now, stir in some chemicals. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is the people who declare that they are somehow closer to reality when they are under the influence, I have yet to see that bear out in any objectively true way. I, so I value that what I see and understand and interpret in the world is the reality as best as my senses can interpret. And so to say, well, let's just add some more chemicals and see what it turns out, um, you know, I, I'm just saying. But the ability of your brain and your eyes to absorb everything is limited. That we know, right? Well, some people are better at it than others, but yes. Yes, or I would say it differently. Okay. There are things you notice subconsciously that you don't notice con consciously. There's some fascinating experiments on that one. So I would say the opposite, that you you are aware of more than you are than you are consciously think you are. Right, because there's, it's sort of that like cocktail hour effect, like you, you eliminate a lot of, so much information is coming in, you're, you're eliminating most you of it. You focus it down, right? Yeah. Anybody know the cocktail party effect? Nah. Well, all your uh, inhibitions. It's just like down. in a room of a lot of people talking, you can listen to one person, and you're, so you're deleting like 95% okay. of the audio coming in. And you know in. how to do that most effectively? Huh. Okay, because you're deleting, uh, let's say it's, a, it's just a regular party, yeah. and everyone's speaking English. You're deleting other people speaking English to listen to the person in front of you who's speaking English, some of whose words will be exactly the same as what you're deleting. That's a harder task <laughs> than if you are multilingual, mm. just speaking another language to your person, and the, the channels go wide open. Hmm. Especially if the other language has very different diphthongs. What's a diphthong? Dip, I, I think I know what a diphthong is. It's just... Dialect? Uh, like no, the tonality no, diphthongs are the, are the sounds you make to pronounce the words in your language. Okay. 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 Um, different from a dipshit. That's a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused. That's you, Scott. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to switch gears Yeah, do, please, please. Uh, okay. I don't want to derail. Uh, I want to be your servant. I'm a servant hey, of it, your curiosity. I, I'm very... Because you're a curious guy. I'm very curious. I'm very interested. As long as you don't make me jump out of airplanes or yeah. fly skis into yeah, walls, I, this sort of stuff. You bet. Total, total respect. Okay. I've never uh, broken a bone, and I don't want this to be the first day where that happens. Wow. I, I yeah. love that. Um, I, 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 I imagine that you might be incredibly uh, opposed or offended by the idea of what's called biocentrism. Are you familiar with the concept? I, t I might be, but tell me. Okay, this is the idea that consciousness is not um, created by the universe, but rather the universe is created by consciousness. Oh, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. And the the, the 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 kind of rationale for it is is to say, logically speaking, does it make sense that such an expansive universe that goes on forever and ever and ever and it doesn't harbor life except in this one place, Earth. And it's like, does, does, or, or does it make more sense that our that, that consciousness actually either projects or or creates the, the this Your whole reality? Yeah. And Why then, are you giving me only two choices? The third choice well, is there's life everywhere, and we're just on one one planet. 
You didn't give me that option, but I'm, that's the option I'm taking. Okay. All right. Now, now the, the... It would be weird if this whole universe was there and we were the only conscious life. So I understand why you can arrive at the yeah. thought that our consciousness creates the universe. That's, once again, the ego talking. Okay. Um, now, hit me with your take on... Oh, by the way, does the consciousness create what my telescope sees when you um, didn't even know it was there? I think that collective consciousness could be like a... No, because everybody's going to see the same thing at the telescope. But don't we all have different independent consciousness? I think... So that, that means we're all agreeing what our collective consciousness should give. That, that's a bigger... You're, you're stretching the credibility of this argument every next I, step I, that I'm taking you. I'm yeah. sorry. So, so if you go to the far side of the moon and sketch what's there, and you go to the far side, and if those two sketches agree... Are they extensions of your independent consciousnesses? Are they? Or is it an objective truth that exists outside of your conscious? And that's what science does. It says, I don't trust your conscious, I don't trust you, you could be on drugs, you didn't have your coffee this morning, you, you're, you're grumpy today, so let's build an apparatus that makes the measurement. Okay. It's funny how you pointed the Paul and said you could be on drugs. And you're <laughs> <drugged it. laughs> how do you do that? I, I, go there. It was, I did point um, there. Not, not, not. not I, okay. Just, yeah. what, what, what about the double slit experiment, where the matter uh, is affected by mm. observation? Yeah, it kind of feels like you're speaking in a different language when you're talking to this guy, but. I don't even know if he speaks another language other than English. So maybe he's no tan lista después de todo. Like, not that smart after all. You know, because really smart people speak more than one language. And let me tell you about a way to learn a second language and be speaking it in as little as three weeks. It's called Babbel, baby. Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Com. And if you go to babble.com slash Stevo, you get 55% off your subscription. And this subscription is a hoot. It's like you're learning Spanish playing a fun video game on your phone. I mean, it's like you don't even want to stop. And if you go like... 15 hours on this app is the same as an entire university course teaching you a foreign language. I'm telling you, the results are insane, and you could arguably say that you're smarter than Neil deGrasse Tyson if you speak more than one language. So get on over to babble.com slash Stevo to get 55% off your subscription. That's babble.com slash Stevo. Now let's get back to it. Yes, yeah, so it's not really. It's not, okay. Well, well sorry, uh, let me back up. Okay. Okay? That experiment is widely misunderstood. All right, I would love to, to, to get it straight here. We're oh. straightening this out. Yeah, be very happy to. Wait, where's, where's Wendy she, going? She, she does that a lot. She hates she, the double slit experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If she has to hear another she, thing about the double slit experiment. She graces us with, our, with her presence, and, and then she dips out. That's, it's very routine. Do you know the first Wendy in literature? Uh, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Yeah, very good. Go. Wow. Yeah, wow, very they first, made up the name for that. First, well, oh, it might have preexisted, but it yeah, wasn't okay. written down before I that. And, and it's, it's kind of uh, serendipitous because I found her in the streets of Peru and swooped her up into this like fantastical world of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. and she went in an airplane. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. Transcontinental Just, dog. 
just uh, kind of like Peter Pan stole Wendy from uh, from yeah. from her from her life and whisked her away to this crazy place. Do they ever establish the gender of Peter? I guess Peter's a boy name, so. Peter's was, a boy, yeah. but he was often played by well, played by women. small girls. Yeah, right. right but that was just for the small part because they needed to hoist the the person around the theater and fly them. Well, they're, they're heavy women too, but just yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- you can get an adult small woman playing the maturity necessary to be Peter. I think that was right. Work. I think I think that it is understood that Peter was a, uh, a a male. Male, male figure. Yeah. Okay, so so we're gonna clean up the double slit experiment. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, this whole idea is the, the observer effect, where if you're not looking at it, you get one result, but if you look at it, you get another result. A particle. Yes. And then people overinterpreted that as though your consciousness is affecting the experiment. These tend to be people who are new age leaning people who want to think that science and its objectivity somehow does not have full access to all of nature that there's got to be some spiritual dimension to it that's outside the reach of science. And consciousness right now is not a fully understand, understood construct. So it leaves it open to, in, to, to invoke it. Okay. So uh, here's what's going on. We are illuminated by lights in this space right now. Yep. That's how I can see you're there. Yeah. The light is coming from the bulb, reflecting off of you, entering my retina, going to my brain. I do not imagine that you're there because I can demonstrate your existence by other means. So, no, that, that I'm not being biocentrist here, okay. if that's how you define right. biocentrist. So, um, let's say you were smaller. Okay. You were half the size. Same effect. Let's keep making you smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. There is a size below which... When I turn on that light, you will absorb that light and jump to another state of existence. So that, how do I know you're here? I turn on the lights. But if you're an electron, and I I don't know that you're there, I can't see you, let me turn on the lights. I turn on the lights, the beam, the, the photon hits the electron, the electron jumps to a different state. I cannot know what the electron is doing unless I illuminate it. And if I illuminate it, it's doing something different from what it was before I illuminated it. It has nothing to do with consciousness. It has to do with interacting with the object in order to make a measurement. And that requires some way to illuminate it, to know that it's there. So in the double slit where you're, it's like sending particles or something through these slits, the very act of once you measure it, because you're not just observing it with your eyes, you're measuring it with a tool. That tool, the measurement of that tool is what changes the Correct. outcome. It's not your eyes, it's not your brain. It's the fact that you have an apparatus brought to bear on it, and then you'll see particles go through either one slit or the other. They, they become particles and do that. If you take that away, they interact as waves, and then you get the interference patterns. I like how Paul knew it. Like, he actually went to school, me and you just did school. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, huh? Right. <laughs> Physics 104 for that one. Um, oh, not just one on one. I got it. Okay, <laughs> you know, the, I picked uh, up on it. So I haven't so, broken any bones yet. Yeah, yeah. In your presence here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you've not broken any bones. Um, so simulation theory. Was that a question? Does it? Okay. <laughs> 
Um, does simulation theory um, is is there is this is just new age kooks that are just rejecting science? No, no. There's there isn't a strong argument against it, so it persists. Okay. I I try to work on some arguments that mitigate it, but uh, so do people know the full argument that supports it? It, it goes something like this. Um, you develop the power, the computing power, to create a simulation in the computer. You create people with personalities, uh, and they those people think they're making decisions out of free will, even though you programmed it, but they think it's free will. All right, so then they say, all right, we want to play games too. So they, well, they, they want to play games at all. So they invent computers, and then they invent a world in their computers that they simulate. And then that world invents a world that they simulate. So, in this construct, there's one real world, and all the worlds derivative of that are simulated. So now close your eyes and throw a dart. Which world are you most likely to hit? Not the first one. Not the first one. <laughs> it's, it's, is he the only one paying attention to what I'm saying? Here? I'm trying my ass. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, I'm with you, dude. you asked the damn question. I'm just telling right, you. Right, right, right. Okay, so now watch. It's so, just, okay. Okay. So, so, the statistics of it are such that if that's going on at all, we're probably in one of these simulated universes. Okay. Just by the just by the sheer numbers of it. Okay. So my rebuttal to that. Now there there are nuances you can invoke here, like, okay, uh, maybe they like simulating worlds that don't have the ability to create a perfect simulation. Okay. So these would be worlds that are just nostalgic, like. Think of movies. In a way, those are simulations, aren't mm -hmm. they? Do you know how many movies are made that were made before we could make movies? Sorry, I didn't say that right. Do you know how many movies are made set in an era before we could make movies? Do you know how many? What fraction? Um, Probably 60%. No, no. Nah. Vanishingly small. Like Cowboy yeah. like Western? Low, yeah. One less than one percent, oh. something, something like it's a yeah, very. Yeah. I mean, think about it, Scott. It's dude, that was very. Like, I don't tiny, even know where I am right now. <laughs> very <laughs> tiny percent. So, in the age of movies, we make movies in times when we could make movies. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, are the simulated universes making universes only in the time when they can make universes? Oh my God. Okay. If so then this is a rapid thing where they're all, but we could be just, my point is we could be a side branch. We could be like the Western, the side branch where they just don't know how to make a perfect universe yet. Yeah. And they're happy with that and we'd still be simulated because that's the rebuttal to my only rebuttal, which is if the first one knows how to make a perfect universe and all the rest are simulated, then the only other one that doesn't know how to make a perfect universe is the last one that's still evolving computers. <laughs> well, that's kind of like us. It's very viable. Do you have a rebuttal for people who believe in reincarnation? Yeah, there's, well, I, I don't want to say it's not 
happening. All I can say that is that there's no good evidence for it. And so you can run around believing things for which there's no evidence. Most of that is called religion. Okay? Mm. So... So I would push back on that. I think that there is. Push back on what? I, I would push back on the, the statement that there's no evidence of reincarnation. Oh, what's your what's your single best evidence of reincarnation? Uh, I've, I've I heard, got one. I've heard, oh, please, please tell me. There's that girl that when she first was able to start speaking, she went like told her family that she died in a past life. They went to the Philippines. They found where her body was dug up, and uh, they ended up arresting the guy that she found in her village that killed her. That's interesting. I heard about okay. it a lot of people. So, 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 so um, is there any other way that could have happened other than that she was reincarnated, defying all known laws of physics? Is there a possible way that could have happened? Or She's really lucky. Well, that's what I'm saying. How many crimes are committed in a year? How many people are murdered? How many people give hints that they don't know they're giving hints? How many people? I mean, so, so it's, you've got to really be convincing. Mm-hmm. relative to all other possible explanation for what's going on there. Then I would say, uh, many, may, by the way, uh, reincarnation is a fundamental tenet of Hinduism, so you sh- those examples should be everywhere. They should be, there should be million, excuse me, a billion of those examples you can draw upon. I have a theory that like your, your birthmark... Or wait, wait, how many Hindus are there in the world? Uh, th- that in our India has 1.4 billion people, so if... If most of them are Hindu, a billion. Yeah, it's, it, a billion is probably oh, the right about, number. We're, we're about to find out, right? Yeah, I I say it's a billion. Yeah, I have a theory that like your birthmark or beauty mark is one billion. Is how yeah, you it's a, a billion. Yeah. yeah. So so mostly in India, of course. So and the India diaspora. So I'm just saying, um, you know, I, I've got one for you. Uh, so I'm at home and I go to sleep and wake up, and there's like milk and cookies on the table. And I said, well, how did that get there? Oh, it must be someone transported interdimensionally, entered my home, baked the cookies, and put it on my shelf, or aliens brought it, or my reincarnated self brought it, or someone who has keys to my house who has affection for me made me milk and cookies. You know, pick, you know, what is your, rank the likelihood of explanations based on what we know of objective reality. So, so, even, so even if kids are recognizing... That's an extraordinary story that you just told with, with, the, yeah. with the girl and the murderer and the body. And so I would just wonder if reincarnation was the most likely explanation for that. And I, often when people want to believe something, they're not as good at filtering the things that could argue against it. And it's, it's just a bias we have. Hmm. Confirmation bias. Yeah, exactly. Like how often do kids say things that are just, just completely ridiculous... And aren't true, and like what percent, like of the yeah, five what kids percent that said of all something the ridiculous that was verified, things might be true without yeah. there being. Foundation so I feel for like it. it's ignoring if you, if you take into account every ridiculous thing a child has said that they say, swear is true, but is actually just completely ridiculous. Like or you tr- have a, or less true than in their head. a hundredth right. of a percent of times kids have been accurate. You're saying like a clock is right two times a day when it's broken. Do you still use sure. clocks? I've heard of stories of, of children, um, you know, two years old, like recognizing people in photos saying, oh, that's like, that's me. And that's my red car that I bought. And my, you know, like two years old. 
Yeah, I mean, these are talking children at two years old. Like, if not two, like whenever they're able to talk. But, but I've heard kids say, they, like, yesterday I punched a whale and he flew it to the moon, and it's like, oh, like that didn't happen for yeah, sure. Right. So just because a kid said like. You have to I consider know, every time a kid is wrong as much as every time a kid is right. Correct, and that's the full statistical portfolio of what's going on. Right. All right. Right. I'm. I'm I. Uh, so, so, I'm, so that's what yeah. I'm saying. So let's chalk this up as evidence for reincarnation. I don't have a problem saying that, um, but I would wonder whether a full analysis was given for any other way that could have been true, which is how you have to do any yeah. science experiment right. and. If reincarnation is as prevalent as those who believe in it say it is, it happened a lot more. Why? Why don't we have many more examples of it? Mm -hmm. Which then leads me to think there must be some extraordinary but not supernatural explanation for this. There's also the possibility that Scott's story just isn't true. true. Also. Scott also that you believes just I believe things on TikTok. Or like somebody Scott said it. And okay. Well, so TikTok is your Bible. Yeah. yeah well, mm -hmm. maybe you could, maybe yeah, you could yeah. de debunk this thing I heard on TikTok too. Is that <laughs> Wait, 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 hear me out. Wait, okay. We got you here wait, now. Bad, wait, wait. It's bad enough when someone says, not bad enough, it's, I'm, I'm charmed when people say, can you debunk this? Is this debunkable what I heard on the internet? Okay. I was used to that for like the last 10 years. And now you're saying TikTok. Yeah. This yeah. is your source. Well, there's a story on TikTok about the, the blue houses in Hawaii that didn't burn down. And they said, because this certain kind of blue paint won't burn. And they had experiments done where they were like lighting different colors on fire. Have you heard this? No. Can you pull up the blue houses of like Oahu? Because they said wait, some we're of these. To, wait, wait. Is some of these is, celebrities? Is, wait, wait, is, is it going to take me to TikTok, or is it no, going to no. take me to think? Like, see, these Basically, blue umbrellas didn't burn because it's a certain paint that doesn't burn under fire. The conspiracy theory. Okay, is, so it wasn't just TikTok that you saw this. No, oh, I saw the video on TikTok. Okay, but, but there are other. The they other, pulled other it from sources. Other okay. The conspiracy theory is that the Hawaii fires was actually started by like a laser in space, and that if anything was blue, it didn't burn. And like Oprah painted her roof blue like yeah. months before it happened, and so. That's at least, that's the theory that Scott's referring to. Can you show a video of like it burning, like the actual, the blue? Well, just, just a false. question, a question for you. Um, you do not know what blue items did burn and are not visible to you as having survived the fire, correct? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Okay, that's true. so you don't have the baseline statistic on what fraction of all blue things burned. You're looking at what survived it, assuming all blue survived it. So that's this is as if you, if you approach something scientifically, you want to ask those questions, and then you say, "Is there some common material among the blue that is fire retardant of those things that did survive?" And you, you just ask this, or you can say, "Alien zap, laser zapped." I mean, what what's your first thought when you're confronting something that's interesting or unusual? And if you're a, a trained scientist, you you have enough knowledge of the laws of physics that you start there. Yeah. That those aren't your last resort, they're your first resort. Well, I just like to believe things. To be, to get, <laughs> I'm not a I'm, scientist. Okay. I'm pretty into believing things too. Okay, so it's more fun and it makes <laughs> it's headlines. More fun. It's more fun. You know, so yeah. I, like I, I, I get it, I get it, but, it's, but, it's fun. But, but I'm not that into believing global warming. <laughs> you want to believe things, not global warming. Okay. Yeah, global warming is not convenient. Did Oprah say why she painted her house blue? Well, there's a bunch of celebrities that painted their house blue. Did she say why? Uh, no. I, okay. Cool. 
<laughs> just a blue conspiracy. It's it's like this, yeah. and you see a laser on different colors, and the blue just doesn't burn. Are it's the Smurfs certain, okay? It's a certain Pantone of blue. I don't even know if Pantone's the right word. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. That's on cool. But, I, uh, I like it. So I like. So here's here's what all conspiracy theories have in common. Did you ever ask yourself this? They're all started by a no, 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 They're no. all bullshit. They're all bullshit. <laughs> no, here's what they have in common. You ready? Every single one of them. I've yet to find an exception to this. Um, there are people who are sure something is true that they want to be true. Okay? Yeah. And they find evidence in support of what they want to sure. be true. When there's an absence of evidence that should be there and isn't, or if there's evidence that points against it, they have to invoke a conspiracy to keep believing what they want mm -hmm. and say the missing evidence was taken by the government or this conflicting evidence was put in by the government to throw you off so that they can continue to believe what they want. Yeah. Rather than have the gaps in the data <coughs> unravel what it is they think is true. Well, people don't like to say, I don't know. I love to say, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I smart. love it. You're smart. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. I, I love the universe brims with mysteries and all those UFO sightings. I don't know what they are. I, I, I know what a lot of them are. I love to not I don't know what all of them are. Let's investigate them. Yeah, but if I'm in an argument with somebody, I don't say, I don't know. I'm just like, oh, yeah, and I try to bend it to, to win the argument. Why do you have to win every argument? What, what's wrong with you? I'm an ego-based. <laughs> <Yeah. human. laughs> you, you no, it's a sensitive ego, it sounds like. I'm a sentient being. He's a real yeah. diphthong. I didn't say sentient <laughs> ego. I said sensitive ego. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I, um, you know, so people come up to me and said, uh, well, what was around before the Big Bang? Yeah, I what said, banged? That's a great I said, question. I don't know. We got top people working on it. Something had to be around, but I, I don't know. Something was there. God was there. I said, oh, okay. It, that's what you require. I'm telling you it's a frontier. And just because there's a scientific frontier doesn't mean there's mythical, magical, spiritual, divine forces operating there just because we're not there yet. But the philosophers call that the God of the gaps. Mm -hmm. Okay? We can call it the conspiracy of the gaps. You need gaps in the data in order for you to sustain the, the accusation that what you believe is true no matter what, and what doesn't fit it has been conspired against you. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the answer to what was before Big Bang lies in a, a, a definition of space-time that we uh, are not equipped to, to compute. Well, perhaps not but we have top people working on it. Yeah. Would you have been around 2,000 years ago to say these planets, they're going forward and then backwards, uh, our mind is not equipped to compute that. In fact, Claudius Ptolemy, AD 150, brilliant guy. He bet on the wrong horse. He set up the geocentric system, bet on the wrong horse. In the margin of his notes, he said, when I trace at my pleasure the windings Whoa. to and... Mess up the quote? Sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to do that after the quote. Thank you. It's an, I, it's a, that's an after the quote response. Okay. <laughs> when I trace at my pleasure the windings to and fro of the heavenly bodies, I no longer touch earth with my feet. 
I stand in the presence of Zeus himself and take my fill of ambrosia. Ooh. And that is... No, now react. Okay, yeah, ooh. Okay, because, <laughs> because that I, was I, less authentic, we, by the way. I, I, just, I was reacting that way because I was like, ooh, that's the quote that you really, really prominently highlighted in your new book. Oh, you never noticed that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank I absolutely you. noticed that. That's uh, a Very big, clever segue, too. Oh, my God. A big, big, a big prominent it's, it's, thing. It's, it's, yeah, to, your... to infinity and beyond, yeah. So I'm just saying that quote is, he was feeling divinity in that moment. Yeah. Okay, we call it mythology, but it's his religion. If he's referencing Zeus, that's his god, his main god. And so he doesn't have the answers. He's just pawing at them with epicycles and all these sort of constructs to try to understand how the universe works. So for you to say before the Big Bang, maybe our mind just cannot cope with it if you've been around throughout the history of time you'd be at a hundred turns of our understanding saying we just can't cope with it but someone smarter than you comes along and copes with it learns about it figures it out and we move on so stay out of the lab okay <laughs> if that's how you feel about things we don't yet know in the universe stay out of the lab I, well i think what i was going more towards is that um the the <laughs> Time isn't really a thing, dude. <laughs> well, Einstein once said, time is defined to make motion look simple. I like that. Okay. I like that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So, so why do you want to say time isn't a thing? Because it actually is a thing. <laughs> okay. It's a coordinate. Look, here, 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 here you go. You ready? Okay. I, I will convince you ever more after this next moment. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. So if I say, oh, we're such good friends, um, let, I'll meet you tomorrow at three o'clock. Yeah. What's your next sentence to me? Where? Uh, let me check my calendar and see what's going on at three o'clock okay, tomorrow. Okay, good. So nothing's going on. Then what? Um, sounds good, bro. Let's do it. No, that's not what you would say. What would you say? <laughs> where? Where? Oh, yeah, that's true. I shit. didn't say where. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a dimension. Okay, right, 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 right. No, no, let's, let's keep going. Okay. So I gave you only one coordinate. Okay, a time good. coordinate so, so yeah, that's insufficient to establish an intersection of two people. And they're called world lines when we combine space and time. So now I say, <laughs> um, dude, I'll meet you in your mobile van tomorrow. Okay? Yeah. And you're going to say? Where do you want it? Oh yeah, what time? What time? <laughs> what time? Where do you want me to bring the van and where, where and when? We know intuitively <laughs> that to meet up with someone, time and space are fundamental coordinates you have to give them. Okay. You're not thinking about it that way, but they are. All right. What I'm... made COVID so interesting to me as a side light is when with the rise of Zoom, as means of communicating with people, it removed the where coordinate mm -hmm. from the need to meet up with people. You just had to be at the same time. Hmm. You didn't have to be at the same place. The interwebs. Right. Yeah, it's true. So now what you're saying is, but time's not a coordinate. There, there are no Zoom calls without time as a coordinate. I'm convinced forevermore. Thank you. You, you got me. Thank you. I have a question about the, these unknown gaps in our understanding of things and astrophysics yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's tons of them. If if 
God was real, and he was going to give you a true, succinct it's answer. It's that's not very PC of you, he, but go she. on. Okay. <laughs> and, and you're assuming only one God, not multiple gods. Yes. So you're being this Western. This is just a thought experiment. But no, no, yes. but, I, but we just, just to be clean and clear. Okay. Most people in the world who believe in God believe in more than one God. Right. So you're saying if God, like it's only one God. So be very specific. Are we in the Judeo-Christian tradition here okay. in this conversation? If the Are all, we? yes. Oh, good. And if the single all-knowing. <laughs> God. Yes. We're to give you a truthful, succinct answer to one question you can ask. What what question would you ask him? It would be, is the human, in the line of what you were hinting at before, is the human mind capable of understanding everything in your creation? I like it. That's and what I would ask. If the answer is yes, I go back to the science lab. If it's no, I'll go to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Just take your hat off. Yeah, that's, that's I'm it. done here. That's that's it. It. I'm done here. Yeah. Okay. Can you? That's what I would ask. Cool. So you just want to know is is this is my knowledge finite or no? Not knowledge. My, 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 my capacity my to figure. Thank you. Yeah, my it's the you capacity for the human. Right. The the wiring of the human brain to so for example, no, no matter how bad you were in math in school. Okay. However bad you were at long division, you're infinitely better at it than a chimpanzee. You are not teaching a chimpanzee long division, ever. Right. Is there something in the universe that requires an understanding of math or some even higher level thing that we have yet to plumb that will prevent us from truly understanding the workings of nature? I'd want to, and then after that I would say, if you're real, why is the world so full of evidence that you're not? Ooh. That's a, that'd be does a good that question. Make you an That's a what I would say. Does that make you an atheist by definition? I would say, um, so I wouldn't mind being called an atheist if I was not criticized by atheists by some of the things I do. Ah. So like, the fact that I'm criticized, okay, I, I guess I must not be an atheist then. So I guess agnostic would be the yeah. the a closer, a, a, a more, a softer term. Because modern day atheists are like all up in your face, typically, well, or the, the more visible ones are. And so, for example, <laughs> I, I will defend AD and BC as the, you know, the abbreviations for um, in the year of the Lord, AD. Anno Domini and BC before Christ. I'll defend the use of those because a lot of hard work went in to creating that calendar, the Gregorian calendar, which is now used worldwide. That's a is based on a Christian construct, but it had a lot of very interesting science that went in behind it. I'm not just going to swap out the words to dereligify it. I don't mind leaving credit where it's due, and so that I don't know any atheist that still uses AD and BC. They My favorite music, Common Era, CE and BCE, yeah. and before Common Era. But who are they fooling? It's the same numbers of years. They're, they're just trying to uh, whitewash, paint over a religious reference. And I don't have that much objection to the religious participation in civilization. Can it was fundamental. So I don't, I'm not going to sweep it under the rug. I have an absolute... And... and and, okay, one of my friends went up on the space shuttle to fix the Hubble, and on my Facebook page, I said, Godspeed, uh, the space shuttle, and someone writing, 
you said Godspeed. I thought you were an atheist. Again, these are the, the atheist rebuttal to my conduct. I thought you were an atheist. And so why are you saying Godspeed? And I say, well, have you ever used the word goodbye? Well, yeah, of course. That comes from God be with you. Wow. Where does that, why? Because you'd be leaving the city walls. Just go back, you know, 700 years. You're, you're leaving the city walls. That's dangerous. If you did that in a Christian world, you would say, God be with you on your journey to the next thing. And so you wouldn't say good goodbye to people just leaving your home, staying in the city. You would say it to people going on a journey. Okay. Goodbye. God be with you. To give you protection between cities. So God's speed, the thing that will kill you in a rocket is speed. Hmm. Okay, not a marauder or a mugger in space. So you want to protect them in the same spirit as you did with the God be with you turning into goodbye. So uh, uh, Godspeed is the space journey's journeyer's counterpart to that term. And when John Glenn went into space, it was the headlines. Godspeed, John Glenn. And it is cultural as well as this bit of religious historical legacy in the space community. And whoever criticized me for using that didn't know any of that. There you go. Of course. Yeah, screw right. those people. And my favorite musical of all time on Broadway, it's grew up in New York City, is Jesus Christ Superstar. All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna make an absolute statement. And my favorite <laughs> classical piece, a choral piece, is Bach's Mass in B minor. Okay. Just, I'm just saying. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not one of these people running around hitting religious people on the head. I'm, yeah. Okay. Maybe my absolute statement will hit religious people on the head. Okay, what's that? Okay. Um, I believe that the only thing you can possibly be is agnostic. I think that it's actually impossible to... Because uh, to, faith, people of faith, is the definition of faith not belief in something which cannot be proven? No, the definition of faith is belief in something for which there is no evidence. Not that, that it can't be proven. There are people, go back in time, where people made statements derived from their religious text about the physical world, and we showed that they were demonstrably false. There's no reference in the Bible, for example, that Earth isn't anywhere other than the center of all motion. Okay, the Bible does not have an understanding that Earth orbits the sun. It had no understanding of that, that the moon reflects sunlight. It was believed to be, it's a, they got a lot wrong, especially in Genesis where it's setting up the universe. So this thing, the proof or not, I, it, I don't think that's what it's about. It's, uh, you know, you have to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. You have to believe that. And um, so what's it, the difference between cannot be proven and there is no evidence for? Uh, I think it can be proven if you make enough statements about what you expect to be true if God exists. Okay, okay so for example, so for example, um, if you're at a plane at 5,000 feet and the wings break off and it falls, okay? If you are on a religion where you are sure it's the one true religion, which of course is the thinking in every practically <laughs> every religion, that they are the one true religion. Right. So let's take Christianity, because we're in the United States here, and it's a common religion. So the Christians, the one true religion, the Muslims, the Jews, the, the Hindus, yeah. the atheists, the animists, they're all false gods, okay? Yeah. You're, in, you're in the plane, and the plane is about to crash. 
So all the Christians pray for their own souls and for the souls of other Christians. The plane crashes, the Christians walk away, and everyone else is dead. Oh my gosh, that's some remarkable evidence that prayer works, that Christianity is the one true religion, that the other ones are false. But when planes fall from 5,000 feet, everyone dies. There's plenty of ways I can think of having evidence that your God is the one true God and it does not exist. That's all I'm saying. Not in a controlled laboratory sense. Right. People will testify that they had a religion. Sure, that's in your home, in yourself. Mm -hmm. And in a free country, no one is going to take that from you. Right. I'm not going to take it from you. You're, that's your personal truth. Okay. Let's, let's, I, let's do this. I declare that there are three categories of truth. There's your personal truth. God is, uh, Jesus is your savior. Muhammad is your last prophet on earth. Okay. Um, the rivers and the mountains and the streams is a spirit energy that is God manifest in nature. Okay. That would be animism, for example. Okay. That's your personal truth. In the United States of America, that is protected. You cannot take that away. Okay. You cannot beat it out of you. We're not going to kill you, imprison you. Half or more of the immigrants that came here was to continue religious freedoms that were being constrained wherever they were. You know, more recently, I mean, after the big era of immigration, Jews from oppressed Europe where they were persecuted come to the United States. Okay? Not that it is perfect for everybody who's different, but the law protects you. Okay, so... Um, so where, why, where was I so going with personal that? Truth. That's, that's personal, personal truth. That's number one. Another personal truth. Beyonce is your queen. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right. No one's going to take that from you. Right. You could argue about it at the bar, whatever, at the club, but that's your personal truth. All right. So you can have a political truth. That's something that becomes true because of how frequently it has been repeated. And that's the foundations of, of brainwashing and, and uh, brainwashing and propaganda. Propaganda. It's you have a truth because you've been told it your whole life. Yeah. You are superior right. to everyone else. You yeah. are German in the Third Reich yeah. and you are superior. Okay, that becomes true to you. And then the third truth, the scientific truth. So, so the third kind of truth. Oh, another one is, um, uh, you know, you hear Trump running against Hillary, anytime he mentioned her name, he, what, was, what was the moniker? Crooked. Crooked Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. After a while he said, oh, Crooked must be your first name. She must be crooked. It's repeated enough. By the way, there's important evolutionary cause for that. When you're, we're on the Serengeti and you see something repeat, you're gonna believe that that's true because it probably is true because it repeats. Something happens in nature that repeats. Well, we created civilization around us, but we still have that urge mm -hmm. to think that something that repeats is true. So, politicians and others who want to influence you, advertisers as well, have hijacked this evolutionary urge deep within us. They can make anything, make you think anything is true even if it's not, mm -hmm. because your evolutionary urge to think something that repeats is true is tapped by that effort. 
Okay, that's a I call that a political truth. Then there's the objective truths, that the methods and tools of science are exquisitely honed to establish. These are truths by established by multiple experiments, verification, re-verification. They are true whether or not you believe in them. They're immutable. I don't say they're immutable. Um, that's a, that's a, I, I, I like the word, yeah. but, but we might find a deeper truth in which the current truths are embedded, but the truths that are that we find that are experimentally verified, they're not later shown to be false. So that those are the immutable laws of nature. No, I'm gonna, I don't want to call them immutable because, uh. like I said, we might find a deeper <laughs> understanding. Newton's laws, okay, have basically been replaced by Einstein's relativity, his special theory of relativity for motion and his general theory of relativity for gravity. That was Newton's contribution to us, motion and gravity. Uh -huh. His laws are, Newton's laws are no longer, they're not, where they were previously used, they still work. We went to the moon with Apollo using Newton's laws. But there are places where Newton's laws fail because a broader spate of experimental evidence showed that at high speeds and high gravity, Newton's laws fail. You need another understanding, a deeper understanding, then came Einstein. So I don't want to call them immutable. Okay. But Newton's laws are objectively true in all the realms in which they've been tested. So that's why I get to say science... I mean, that's the full expression. The bumper sticker version is the good thing about science that it's true whether or not you believe in it. It seems uh. to me if we're going to have laws that everyone has to follow, you should base them not on any one person's religion or any one person's propaganda. You should base them on objective truths that, in fact, apply to us all. I love it. I love it, man. What happened? I just woke okay. up. Okay, how long until we get... Did I put you to sleep? <laughs> no, <laughs> you just blew my mind. I just came back to reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like... This is what science... And can I give an example? Yeah. Uh, just, just science. Just, just, let me just flash some science at you. Please. You, you read the news story? I assume you did because you... you well, I can't assume you did. You're up on, on the blue roof hypothesis yeah. okay <laughs> did you catch the story that we had a return sample from an asteroid yeah i saw that okay osiris yeah, rex that's how long until we get obliterated by an asteroid okay well, that's, just, that's all you paid attention to there's other news what? in there too you ready here it is we launched a spacecraft seven years ago uh -huh. from earth a moving platform towards the asteroid bennu a moving target we arrive there, it does a touch and go, grabbing material on that touch. It, it, it packs it into a capsule. That space probe continues, intersects Earth, deploys the capsule such that on the rotating Earth, it lands within a zone in the Utah desert. And that spacecraft continues on to another asteroid. And that's what it is programmed to do. It's behaving as we intended for It's it. called science. <laughs> it's called rocket. Yes, as a matter of fact, it is rocket science. But we did this. We pulled this off. Yet there are people walking among us saying, I don't believe science. Science, I don't trust science. Do you see what it is we do? That's crazy. Do you have any understanding of what this takes? What did you grab off the asteroid? What it was did, about, what we were back? ready to get just a couple ounces, but we got like a half a pound of rock. What kind of rock? What that we don't know. 
We're going to find out. Oh, we have we have some idea of what the asteroid is made of from spectra and, and external observations. Now we can compare that to the laboratory measurements, and we share the samples with the world, with, 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 with interested other labs, so that they can duplicate whatever it is I find or falsify. Maybe I got the a wrong result because somebody sneezed on the sample or the, the wall current glitched. You never know. So you get someone else to repeat it. So maybe something that uh, it was on there that's not on the periodic table. It's not likely. It would it is, be on the periodic table. It's because the periodic table is complete. I, I don't know why chemists don't champion this fact the first day of school. Okay? This will never change. No. No. I, that's not what I said. I said the periodic table of elements is complete. There are no gaps. And there were gaps in it up until as late as the 60s, or no, 50s, the 1950s. There's some element here. We don't know what it is. Let's look for it. Okay, one of the last elements to be discovered was technetium, named tech. You know what the definition of tech is? Human-made. Wow. That's why technology is we made it. It's not in nature. Okay, T tech means it's taken on other, other, other extra meaning in the era of IT and this sort of thing. But tech means artificial, human-made. That element doesn't exist in nature natural so we created it so but that's not even weird because we got up to right now we're up to uh, so nature makes elements up to 94 uranium plus occasionally up to uh plutonium and in rare cases we have created elements beyond that up to 118 mm. so yeah there's gaps above 118 but not in the main table that you saw hanging in the front of your chemistry class and it's the number complete. the number is the amount of protons in the... The number of protons, correct. So it's like we have one with eight, we have one with ten, but we can't find the one with nine. Right, so, so we know we it's find the one there. with nine. And that's, what, that's how you have gaps. That's how you know that there's a gap, because it's a, it's a discrete number oh. of protons in the nucleus of these atoms. So something can could come back from the asteroid that's 120 protons. Not likely, because that takes very high energy to make, but that would be an element we have yet to create. And there'd have to be some mechanism in nature to do that, and we know of none, nor have we ever seen examples of it. Nature takes us up to uranium, 92, and that's basically it. So there's probably gold on there. Oh, uh, not as likely. There are asteroids where that would definitely be the case. Yeah. But you, it's harder to do a touch and go because those are metallic, and the metal just doesn't shatter when you do a touch and go. This is a rocky asteroid, which was not held together very strongly, which we already supposed was the case. When you said that um, we've just gotten this material from the asteroid, and now we are going to study it. Yes. Who's we? Well, there are labs. that, that There are people who, who specialize in meteorites. Are you participating? Oh, by the way, we expect to find organic molecules on there, too. Like stuff from Whole Foods? And, and, well, <laughs> the organic aisle. Oh, I didn't thought of that, but yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a grocery the bag. The leafy vegetables, <laughs> they're all there, organically are, grown. Are you, are you going to be per participating in the studying? No, 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 but my colleague, I have colleagues who, who okay. are, who are uh, and so, so we look forward to this. And there might be even some amino acids, which are very simple organic molecules, but they're the building blocks of proteins, and proteins are the building blocks of life. Why did you said that's a rocky asteroid? So you knew you were going to, to a rocky asteroid before you. Oh, you went know that there. from its behavior and its and how light reflects off its surface. Well, how many different kinds of asteroids are there? There are many, and I don't claim to know the full catalog of them. But for but for this exercise, let me just declare there to be two 
varieties. There's a metallic asteroid and a rocky asteroid. Why didn't you go for the one with gold on it? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what you want to do is lasso that and bring the whole thing back. Yeah. Okay. There's enough gold <laughs> on some of those asteroids that it, it exceeds the total amount of gold that's ever been mined in the history of the Earth. Fine. Right, I heard that. So what you would do is you would just collapse the gold market. Ooh, don't do that. It, 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 <laughs> is it true that there's more gold per square inch on a comp- in a computer than there is uh, in a gold mine? Have you heard that? Uh, it depends on how they how they soldered the the connectors. Because they're all gold, right? I, is it? I don't know. Gold yeah. is a very good conductor of electricity, so I I, I don't know. There might be. Okay, back on the asteroids. But it doesn't take much gold to get the job done. Yeah. Okay, that's why we have gold uh, uh, leaf. Um, what do you call it when you do that on a statue? Oh, plated? No, no, the plating is not the right um, word. That's too, that's too gilded. coarse. Gilded? I don't know. Gilded, gilded. Yeah, okay. Gilded, you can gild <laughs> with gold. Fuck? This guy's, he's, he's... Who's this guy? Yeah. Who's this guy? He's the gorgeous Paul Brisky. Who's the guy? He just got sober like five, he's a new person. I'm a new man. He's a new man. Um, oh, because there's fewer chemicals interfering with the limited ability reality. that any of wait, us wait, have. Wait, 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 you stopped microdosing mushrooms? I mean, uh, I haven't in a while, but I'm not. I just stopped smoking weed and I stopped drinking. How long's in a while? A few months. Oh, you I haven't, know, done, you haven't done mushrooms in a, in a few months? Oh, oh, like a month for the mushrooms. Okay, oh, now, wow. he's clearly the sharpest person in this van right now. <laughs> okay, I just yeah. want to say. Second. Yeah. <laughs> my brain's foggy. Right <laughs> I don't mean to like diss the two of not, you guys. Not, not at all. But my no. man here, who's. Yeah. We're who's, like the guys in your class that's in the back of the room. In the room. back of the room. <laughs> I was one of those as a student. And he's like, too. teacher, you didn't give I us mean, homework dude, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Love it. And he's the master storyteller. Oh, good. He's like, he really. By the way, stories don't require objective truth they just require imagination right and, and I, I, my only indictment of stirring chemicals in was what it does to your access to what is objectively true not what it might otherwise do for you yeah. psychologically emotionally uh, and, spiritually. and spiritually even of course mm-hmm. right okay right. back to asteroids I didn't even know thanks for bringing it up it's an important I didn't want to I, there's a fuller story than what I began describing. Right. And it's really only about what is objectively true that the scientist cares about. Right. We don't want to um, uh, undermine or, or uh, discount or, or refute the um, value of somebody's ayahuasca experience. Sure, if sure. If it benefited their life. Exactly, exactly. Especially with the microdosing experiments that are being done today medicinally. Uh, there's yeah. quite a bit of future, I think, in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that distinction, and, and I, I'm I thank glad you, you brought as it well. up. Yeah, I, I thank you as well. Um, I didn't know I that we did. Take, just say yes. yes. I, I, yeah. <laughs> take credit. Like, We're thanking huh? you. Are you talking about asteroids? Yeah. Are you talking about I, I think I was I was vaguely aware of uh, you know the the, the some the, uh, matter from an asteroid or something, but it was from a very separate. Uh, source that I seem to recall you stating as a fact that we are uh, have an asteroid coming towards and it's going to bl- obliterate us. Is that right? Twenty-two billion uh, okay, tons. Okay. So, so that same asteroid where we obtained the sample has an orbit that crosses Earth orbit. That's one of the reasons why it was easy to get to relative to much farther asteroids in the asteroid belt. So, uh, by all calculations, there's a one at, at this moment. There's a one in three thousand chance that it will collide with Earth in the year twenty one eighty two. It's oh, about wow. the size of a of a. It's five hundred meters across, like the height of the Empire State Building. 
uh, if you stood it up mm -hmm. next to it. It would take out a county, but it's not, okay. not going to render anybody extinct. Oh, it's not going to obliterate the Earth. Well, if it hit a city, it would take out the city for sure. But no, Earth is, will be just fine. But But we shouldn't speak of it in those terms. This is 160 years from now. Let's build a defense system. Use this as an excuse to figure out how to deflect it reliably. Right. Yeah. 106 years, that ought to be plenty of time to pull sure. that off. You know, if the dinosaurs had a space program, they'd still be here because they would have deflected the asteroid that took them out. Right. I, lo I love that. Maybe you can just keep taking pieces off of it till it's not really a threat. Now, like when an asteroid hits the. Oh, by the way, this one in 3,000, that's because right now it's not like it's headed towards Earth in this moment. Everybody's in orbit, so you project the orbits into the future right. until one of those orbit crossings crosses the Earth. Because and you cross the street every day, you're not hit by a truck because your world lines were different. <laughs> when you're in the street, you're in the same place as the truck, but at a different time. Different time. Right. Okay? Yes. You, you, you could be in the street at the same time as the truck, but you're actually at a different place. Right. Okay, so we tried to disrupt the intersecting world lines of the Bennu asteroid, and um, which the likelihood of hit is one in 3,000. As we get closer, the orbital calculations get more accurate. So either the one in 3,000 will become one in 10,000, one in 100,000, or it'll oh, become, so there'll be a point where it'll either certainly hit us or it certainly won't. It's kind of like. But we're not at that point yet. It's mm -hmm. like the, the, uh, the cone that indicates where the hurricane's going to go. Precisely. Yeah. Wow. Good man. <laughs> yeah. And you notice, of course, <laughs> the closer we are to the future date you're projecting, yeah, the more accurate, the, the more accurate yeah. it yeah, is. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. All, that's all we're yeah. talking about here. Very good. Okay, I want to. Well, I have a good joke about that. Okay, okay, let's hear it. Not entirely PC, but it's a good All joke. Right. Okay, because these are different hurricane models that make different assumptions about them, and you follow them off into the right. into the northern climes. Okay, and some of those models were from Europe, right? Because Europe has certain traditions in how they model climate. We right. have, and so someone said uh, when he was president, President Trump only got interested in hurricanes and climate change when he found out that it involved European models. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's pretty, that's good. That's, that's a good, good. job. I, 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 didn't, that don't, I don't take credit for that. I heard now, that. Now, now we, we've kept you longer than we normally oh my keep gosh. anybody. I love, oh, yeah. I, In fact, I my phone that. was ringing. Somebody's trying to call I, me. Uh, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Um, if I could and just... And all my limbs are intact. I didn't yeah. know what you had in store for me. I do want to ask one last question. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to check my calendar here, make sure I'm okay. The Gregorian right. calendar? What time we got here? It I'm is, good. It's 2.30. 2.34. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got to do a phone call. Okay, right. well, then I'll tell you what. I'll make okay. a yes or no. Okay, yeah, go. Is climate change real? <laughs> okay, I have, a, I have a better one. I have a better yes or no. Are we really, in 2025, going to be building a home on the moon? <laughs> I, I just saw that on the way here. I need to Google it up. They're going to be okay. build houses on the moon in 2025. Uh, I mean, I think the answer Artemis three is a return to the moon with astronauts. That probably will take place in 2025. And they, have some, they might pitch tent, but they're not staying there. They're coming back. Okay. 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 By the way, but, you know, the moon, do you really want to live there? No. I mean, plus... You know, food on the moon would be really weird. Think about right. it. If you had a restaurant, like moon food. 
but maybe the food would be okay but the restaurant would just have no atmosphere <laughs> okay, and no. The, the I climate, set you up. That was a bad set. That was a great finish. Okay. Climate change is a rhetorical question. Yes, it's it's real. Um, there's nothing we can do about it. We're screwed. Is that is that a, a, a yes? No. Figure out a way to get the CO2 out of the atmosphere. You want to say, oh, it's beyond our thought. No, get smart people involved in it. All smart right. people figure stuff out. You know, don't, you know, the smart people always ridiculed in the classroom. Right. But where would civilization be without them? Paul. Right. Okay. I'm All right. not the hey, smart man, person. Get on okay. your phone call. Dude, Thank you so much, man. I got to do this. Man. Thank you so All right. Much. Yeah. You got it. Dude. Good night, Pleasure everybody. to meet you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude, that was Good. So much Thanks. Fun. Thanks. Hey, if there's anything, we've got some time. Oh no! Don't worry about it. No, I'm all good. But they're very considerate of you. Do it quick. And there you have it. Um, I very subtly said at the beginning of the show that I got a little taste of my own medicine, and it felt good, man. It, It felt good. It just feels good that I think um I think we're getting good at doing this podcast thing, man. I think we're getting a lot better. I think that the uh that the, just the whole thing, man, I just feel like we're catching a groove. And, and, and I feel like, like the sky's the limit, baby, because we've got you guys, the street team, and you're the ones who I love the most. So thank you. <clears throat> and thanks to Outer Known for this sick-ass fucking top. <laughs> Kelly Slater's my bro.